whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. So, hi, how are you? I'm not bad, not bad. Just uh, having a splendid day off, just uh, on the bus. I'm practically in bed. My dad is like right next to me. Oh, so you're in the bus? Yeah, yeah, we're traveling to the hotel, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like you're you're on tour right now, aren't you? So you're very busy. Indeed, indeed I am. Between two stops, where are you going right now? Um, where am I going? Uh, a place called Madison. Great. <laughs> so, um, busy times for your band with many US shows coming up and you released your new album Pretty Wishes last week. What's more exciting to you right now? I think uh, I think the record is is obviously really exciting. It's it's just so nice to have like all the work you've been sat on for gosh like eighteen months and sort of see it and hear it becoming like better and better um, is really really great. So it's nice that it's out there in the world. People are really enjoying. It. With uh, with the album and and the shows, obviously you were able to play some of the new songs um, on your on your tour. Um, are there any songs on the album that stood out to you while playing them live for the first times? Yeah, well, in all honesty, we're sort of like easing into it because the record's only been out like five days, but we are playing pretty vicious, uh, too good at raising hell. I Won't Run, which is obviously really, really new to everyone. And what was the other one? Oh, Rockstar as well. Rockstar's been doing really, really well. Pretty Vicious and Too Good at Raising Hell and now become like Strut's classics uh, in the live sense. Isn't it weird um, to say like a classic uh, after like only a recent release? Yeah, I know it's a bit weird, but like some some songs just do that. They... They'd sort of taken life of their own and sometimes the audiences just get it straight away and Rockstar's been like that. I Won't Run is sort of like still going through the motions and people are sort of like listening to it and and identifying with it, creating memories with it. So that's, again, it just takes a little bit of time. Um, but the new songs have been going down really, really well, like really well. And when you're like you're in the US right now, um, does the audience act differently at your shows than maybe compared to your fans in Europe? Uh, it depends where you are in Europe. My yeah, at home in the UK <laughs> might be a lot different than maybe here in, in Germany. Yeah, I mean, Germany sort of like, you know, historically just really loves rock music so you know the germans are pretty sort of passionate up for a good time we also have a mutual love of um good alcohol which is always pretty good. uh but yeah you go to somewhere like italy and like they love to cry like the brazilians it's, it's they're kind of very similar audiences americans are You know, a lot like the German crowds as well. Like, it just really does have a good time and let loose. So more like parties in the US and in Germany? 
Yeah, 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 I guess so, yeah. That's great, because here in Germany, we're actually waiting for you to come back. Do you have maybe any plans there yet? We'd honestly love to. It's just, um, there's just only so much that you can do, like in one year. Like next year, we're, we're off to Australia. Um, there's talks of like doing something again throughout the US in the summer, which is, it's still all up in the air, but. If if something happens like regarding Europe, then I'm sure we're going to be trying to get to like all of the usual spots, like Germany and uh, France and Italy, and of course like the UK. But you know, we just got we sort of got to wait and see. Really, it's it's still kind of early days. Yeah, even though next year will be one day longer than usually, it's like one day isn't enough for like another tour. But with that album, we would be we would be so happy if you came to to Germany. Um, when you think about the tour you're in right now, what would you say was like the weirdest thing that happened to you on this tour? Um, gosh, well, this I've only we've only done three shows on this tour, um, so not a lot or not. Not an awful lot has sort of transpired. Um, Or maybe in the last year, in the last two years. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I've noticed, it's not necessarily weird, but I'll show you. Okay. Um, like all of the fans are making these bracelets. Oh, yeah, the friendship bracelets. Yeah, and this one says Lukey Pookie on it. <laughs> well, that's and very nice. It's really sweet, and they 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 just throw them on stage, and I think it was uh, the second show. I I went on to the encore. And of course, we have all the lights off uh, in between the last song and the encore, and they all start throwing these bracelets on stage. So I come running on to play the piano, and I, I you know they're sort of like made with like plastic circle beads. And I I slipped and almost fell off like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite funny. But I, I I didn't fall. Didn't fall. Okay, but now you have uh, many many new bracelets, and are you wearing them actually? I'll I'll put them on, but I, aesthetically they don't seem to really sort of go with my style. But I think it's sweet. I collect them. I have them all in my costume case. It's a nice contrast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit of color added in, you know. So um, we talked about the bracelets and I think um, and we talked about the new songs and of course we, we're going to talk about the new album now because as you said, it's um, uh, the fans do love it and we love it as well. So um, you as a band have been around for, the la for more than 10 years actually. This is your fourth album. In which way has the process of writing evolved? For you in those years uh, i would say personally the one of the biggest changes is the last two records i sort of really began to dive into my own personal experiences like a lot more not like you know i'm not saying that the first two records never had that in it but the first two records i, I did tend to write more in like a fantasy way and, and sort of invent characters that I could kind of like live through. 
in a similar way that like uh Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons when they started Kiss would like weren't rock stars they would sing about being rock stars you know what I mean and now I think like enough times pass where I can I can really draw from my own experiences and it's authentic and it's real so and I really think that people can sort of hear the authenticity in in a lot of these lyrics uh, on, on this album um, maybe not so much on strange days for, for whatever reason, but yeah, that's, that's been the biggest of like shift, uh, for me personally. So that's funny because I have two questions that came into my mind when I heard the album, which, uh, reflected exactly something you said right now, because, um, obviously you have this song called Rockstar. And when I heard it to me, it was like a song for people who wouldn't call themselves rock stars, but who want to feel like, or who could feel like rock stars on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, who do you, but who do you think of when you think of the stereotypical rock star? It's like Kiss, as you said, or who is like the rock star? Gosh, I think the ultimate rock star, I think would have been someone like, on Scott from ACDC. I think that, I mean, as a front man, it's sort of like everything that you want. And as like a lyricist, it's, it's like, I think what makes that band, well, especially in the Bond years, really real is that like Bond had such a really clever way of making kind of like rock and roll poetry, so to speak. And, it, you know, he meant it and it was real. And when you, when you hear a song like It's a Long Way to the Top, it's like I can hear it now and totally relate. And you can just tell it's like his absolute truth. And, uh, I, yeah, I mean, he had the voice, he had like the look. He had like the attitude. It's it's everything that you need. I think he he was the ultimate rock star. So it's like one big package, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And would you say you as a band like look at those old rock stars and um, take them as idols, or maybe are like now we're going to do our own thing? I think the blueprint for the group, uh, myself especially, is is always been. Looking back, I have I have a big obsession with the, the classic era. Just in general, I think everything was just done slightly different. Whether it's the recording techniques, the talent that was needed uh, to sort of record back in those days, I think just made for really strong records. I mean, everything from fashion to cars. Uh, it's you know they just it, it all changed. It become it became more economical and it became more streamlined everything became sort of easier uh but that being said the struts really wants to never sound too derivative but push it forward so we can introduce a new generation into a certain type of rock music Absolutely. And when you when you say like the old ways of recording are you trying to repli replicate that as well? 
or are you like modern uh, modern techniques and so on and just the sound of it should be a little bit more reminiscent of those times yeah i mean there are elements that are kind of old school but I guess in all honesty, it would just be far too expensive to, you know, be trying to do things on tape. And, you know, we're not really that kind of that that kind of band uh, where I would sort of, we just don't have all of that cash at our disposal. You know, like tape is so expensive these days compared to what it was. Um, and of course, like your recording budgets now are, are much slimmer. Just because of the technology, you can do so much more. Um, but if uh, you had you know, the cash, would you would you like the idea, or is it more like nah, like you can spend the money otherwise as well? I I, I do like the idea of doing that. I I do. That would be that would be adventurous, and that would be uh, definitely a challenge. And I'm always up for a challenge. When I listen to songs in general, I sometimes imagine it as kind of a soundtrack of the moment I am in that moment and i feel like this happens immediately when i turn when i turned on your album do you see when you're writing your songs do you see yourself sometimes as a storyteller maybe yeah absolutely i think i remember having a, a long conversation with a friend of mine who has known me since i was a, a little kid uh my best mate and i was kind of stuck like in a creative rut so to speak And, you know, he told me, he was like, Luke, you know, you're, you're like a, you're a storyteller. Like you, you, you're good at telling a story, like lyrically. So just, just keep telling stories. Don't try to overthink it. Just, just do that. So yeah, I, I try and, I try and tell a good story in, in a lyric, you know? Yeah. And I think it, like it happens. It's um, something that's like in my head when I hear your songs and for example, Too Good at Raising Hell does exactly that. It seems like the perfect song for those situations where you want to hype up your everyday life a little bit. What could be a situation in which you would want your fans to just tune in and feel it? I guess I've always wanted to make uh well two two sort of different approaches i i love the thought of um people getting ready to go on a night out and putting on struts music and doing their hair and like picking out some great clothes and pre-drinking before they before they go out and stuff like that because i i do that you know i'll put on the rolling stones or something like that when i'm i'm ready to party and I guess second of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of like songs on this new record which are more reflective, and I think those kind of tracks are great when you like traveling and just just sort of staring out of a window and just reminiscing and and thinking and contemplating contemplating music. You know, I think we also have a bit of that on this record. Yeah, I noticed that you had a very distinct arrangement of songs. For example, you start off with, with Too Good at Raising Hell, which gets you like in a good mood immediately. And then at the end, we have like this A-plus ballad with Somebody Someday, where you like intending to maybe start off with the power and then like get get more, um, how, how do you say it, get like more 
maybe reminiscent, maybe a little bit more melancholic to the end? Or what were you thinking when you arranged the album? Uh, well, I wanted to create like a journey and too good at raising hell, as you, you know, you cleverly pointed out was, you know, is a song of like where I was in that specific moment in time. And then the songs sort of like, I don't think they necessarily told, tell an intentional narrative, but by the time <clears throat> you get to somebody someday, it's like lyrically very much talks about like my beginnings. And it's that kind of journey of dreaming and wanting all of these things. And when you start the record again, if you're going to repeat it, you start the record again and then you're it's someone who's achieved all of that and more and is just left felt extremely jaded and and it's sort of questioning you know is this all worth it so it's 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 yeah it's intentional yeah that's that's really nice what's your favorite song on the album i have to say it's i i really love pretty vicious just because I think for years there was so much pressure to to sort of meet expectations and it's funny like when you cut, when the band first came out there were so many <clears throat> comparisons to, to Queen and and whatnot and I think there was sort of like a level of expectation that we need to be writing in every song that we release to have like huge choruses and massive like anthems and and you know we we did that for a while but what i love about pretty vicious is that it's it's a really strong song but it's it's different it's it's not could have been me it's not one night only it's 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 a, a it's another approach to a really great track which i'm really proud of that was like my goal was to create something musically just as good as could have been me, but just a different different kind of soul. And all of my favorite groups do that. And uh, I think that's why it's my favorite. So is the album called Pretty Vicious because of the song or was uh, the album idea first? There was a lot of names floating around. And the general sort of goal that I had for this record was to do a lot of things that we hadn't done before and you know there was there was a like remember the name was one of the the album titles that was being heavily considered but I sort of thought about it right and I thought we've done we've done this kind of play on words we've done everybody wants the struts we've done struts young and dangerous it's like I, I honestly felt like in my heart, if we were to go down that route, it would just sort of like, it wouldn't be anything new and it wouldn't be a new approach. And once I had that in my head, I was like, no, it's, it's got to be pretty vicious like, because it's just such a, there's a lot more imagery that comes to my mind when I think of that title. And uh, yeah, after a lot of heavy persuading, I managed to convince everyone to, to sort of run with that. Very nice. Another song on the album that stood out to me is called Bad Decisions. And when I heard the song, I was thinking maybe, are you as the writer 
Um, do you think a lot about your own past bad decisions or are you rather good at shoving those, those things out of your mind? Oh, I definitely, I definitely do, do tend to, to reminisce. I think that song in particular was written about a very specific moment in time that wasn't my proudest moment. And I, I, I sort of like ended up hurting quite a few people emotionally, not physically, um, <laughs> uh, in sort of a very short space amount of time. And it just sort of really hit me. And I ended up writing the first, uh, the sort of the first sort of eight lines of the chorus and singing it into my phone, like when it was you know really fresh in my mind and I had to just sort of like get it out of me um but I think that's what's great about writing it sort of helps me let go of it I you know I, I did manage to smooth everything off with everybody involved um but I guess if I can sort of put it to paper it, it helps me to sort of let it go because you you do this in such a truthful way you are able to create songs that other people can can listen to when they feel the same things as you felt when you wrote the songs and maybe you can help them th that way yeah i i've seen a lot of that um especially with messages and i don't, i try not to read too many comments or anything like that but there's sort of like a big chat room well not a chat room so there's a big fan page on facebook which has like 10,000 people on it and i sort of go there to sort of check in on the fan base and bad decisions yeah you're, you're right there's a lot of people writing about their own experiences and how they relate to it i just find it fascinating how the more truthful you are in your songwriting and especially well the lyrics especially it's funny how that tends to connect with people even more and it's a it's something that i'm beginning to to sort of really understand and, and i want to explore more and i think everybody would be happy about that because as you said like the more truthful you are the the better for the fans um i think we're running out of time uh, sadly on a more like um on a more I'm like um yeah maybe a bit sad note but um i'd say your new album is out the tour is going on 2023 has been successful i guess i mean the bracelets should tell you that you have been successful <laughs> of course i got plenty of these where they came from you know <laughs> do you have any more plans other than australia for next year As I said, Germany would be happy to welcome you. Yeah, there's going to be new music out, um, which is really exciting. Uh, there's a couple of tracks which are already done, and we're going to be in the studio at some point, which is going to be really good. And I'm also working on different projects as well outside of the struts, which will come to surface next year. But on the whole, I think it's just going to be another brilliant year. Sounds great. So thank you so much for your time. I wish you guys all the best and have a nice day and a nice ride on the bus. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.